to just chop and chop. Oh my god. <laughs> Shall we just keep the bell in there? Yeah. Because I, I can't do this again. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the fourth tape. Welcome to The Lit Life, where we have candid conversations about self-love, women empowerment, relationships, culture, and everything in between. Join us and stay lit. Remember on the team, he put in all that work, he wanna be the MVP. I told him ain't no taming me, I love my niggas equally. Fucking nine to five niggas. Welcome back to my podcast. We're here today with my good friend, Raki. Raki Sachdev. Um, I will ask you to tell me, tell us a little bit about what you do. But um, she basically helps women develop their connection to themselves and their bodies or just reconnect to their self, to themselves and their bodies. Um, and do you want to elaborate a little bit yeah. on that? So I'm so excited to be here. So <laughs> excited to have you, honestly. It's, yeah, no, it's going to be so fun. Um, so yeah, I basically help women connect to themselves because I just feel like we were not brought up to connect to ourselves and we become very yeah. disconnected because we have so much conflicting messaging. Yeah. From the outside world with regard to what we should look like, how we should sound, how we should be. Um, so I'm basically here just going no more <laughs> and helping women connect and, and learn what that means for you. Because it's different for every woman. Yeah, that's super interesting. Can't wait to get into this conversation. Don't tell them you were me when they be asking where you went. I can't read your mind, gotta say that shit. So today we're here to talk about harassment. Mm-hmm. harassment and a little bit about sexual harassment as well I'm sure it will quite easily flow into that um, little branch when you think about harassment what comes to mind just generally I think initially for me it is this idea of like being provoked in quite an intense way but as time has gone on I'm here thinking it doesn't have to be super intense quote unquote intense because what does intense even mean but um now that i think about it it could just be even just like someone being behind you close up and yeah not necessarily touching you but it's that idea that someone's right behind you is quite intimidating and that, for me that would now be seen as harassing so harassment is something physical not necessarily it can be emotional 100% it can be emotional harassment because, you know, someone can be provoking you in a way that makes you believe something different to what you originally thought. Yeah. That's harassment. Yeah. When when I personally think about harassment, I think about catcalling, mm-hmm. someone saying things to you or doing things to you when you don't want it. I think, um, well, actually I heard Erin... You know Erin Court, have you heard of her? She's got an Instagram account, she's got her own hair oil. No, I love her. Really. <laughs> you have to okay. get to know. Um, she she filed a, a, a case, I think, a harassment case to the police. Um, I'm not, I couldn't tell you the details because I, I don't actually know, but uh, I saw in one of her stories recently that harassment is defined as two or more um, incidents of unwanted actions or acts two or more yeah. so I think that is 
um, one of the definitions of harassment, whether it be like physical or not physical, it doesn't really matter. I guess it includes both of them. Do you remember when you were younger? Like, when was the first time you ever experienced harassment? If you have that memory or not? Oh, I, I actually don't. Not from not from a really young age. That's a good thing. I mean, it, it is, but <laughs> then I wonder... It, it is a good thing, but I wonder if it's something that's been suppressed. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you didn't... Like, it happened, but it you happened, didn't know. Of, number one, when you're young, you don't think anything of these things. You're like, mm. oh, what's that? <laughs> you don't think, oh, a boundary's been crossed, or... Yeah. Because you don't kind of have any. Yeah. Um... I specifically remember when I was really young, I must have been... 13 give or take a year um I was at my auntie's house it was my holidays like summer holidays most likely and we were just walking down the street we were going to the high street just me and her she was she's married at the time as well she's married she's got kids yeah young two kids and we were just walking and I was wearing jeans at the time you know those like hipster jeans Mm -hmm. when they're like at your not high now high waisted is in before it was like at the hips like yes, hips the jeans. I do remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was one of them jeans and I was wearing like a a vest top with spaghetti straps. Mm. It was a hot day and I had my hair I think they were in just like French like two French plaits. Um and me being like quite tall, quite slim so you could just have that image of maybe what I looked like, looked like, and then th- this van drove past mm. and just like whistling and catcalling through, like from their window as they drove past. And I'm just like, caught off guard. I was like, whoa, like what was that? And I remember my auntie was just like, oh, just ignore them. She was just like, yeah, this is what you're gonna. G-. She actually said no, like nothing negative towards her. She was just trying to prepare me for the world. Yeah. She just said, you know what, it's going to happen. This is what it happens, don't worry about it. She was giving me that pep talk from an old, like an auntie or like an older sister, um, you know, from, from an older sister or something. And that was my, that was the earliest experience I can remember. Whether or not that's harassment or not, I mean, maybe it's not harassment because it happened once from that person. But let's talk about that. I'm telling you, that's happened to me more than once in my life. Yeah, yeah. So it's harassment from men it's, in general? It's harassment from men. But that that definition is kind of like, why does it have to be two or more? Is it just one? You know what? I did look up on the internet to see if I could find that um, right. explanation. And I couldn't find it. I found others, other like much more complicated explanations right. <laughs> of what harassment is. Um, maybe that's just one example. Or maybe if you're going to the police... I think, actually, I think that's what it might have been. If you're going to police and you're going to, um, you know, uh, what's the official word? I don't know. Make a complaint or, f- like, file something. File. Yeah. Yeah. File a complaint. I don't know. That's maybe what it is. Maybe that's how they define mm-hmm. it. Harassment is if it's happened twice or more. Um, but, yeah, anyway, going back to that, that was my first experience of harassment. It's funny because things like whistling or, like, hooting or anything coming from like a car it's almost ex- not expected but it kind of is and we shouldn't even be thinking like that like I, as you said it and then I'm thinking of what your auntie said and I'm here like why should we have to be prepared for that yeah as if it's a normal thing 
And then I'm here thinking in my head, but it has seemed like a normal thing as, you know, gotten older and, and kind of like hearing it and having these cat calling, like whistling and all this stuff. And you, I just like ignore it personally. I'm just like, whatever, I don't care. Yeah. But why we, do we have to become accustomed to that? Yeah. That's the like saddest It's a normal part. part of life. Exactly. She was telling me like, she obviously, she's, she wasn't telling me these things because she wants me to accept it as the norm. Yeah. She was telling me, telling me from a protective, to protect me from the world yeah. and from these people. Mm. And when you're telling a young girl, you, you don't think like, oh, let me teach her that, you know, things don't have to be this way. This isn't the norm. You just want to protect them. So you just want to give them the tools straight away off the bat because they're young. I was young. So that that's the go-to. You don't think, you know, oh, let me teach her yeah. how she can change these things. But, you know, that's obviously a really good thing as well. And as you grow up, hopefully you can change to that from like, oh, I'm going to protect you from the world, teach you how to protect yourself from the world. So I'll teach you how to how you can change things yes, in the world, 100%. right? Mm-hmm. So there's different types of harassment, I guess, or harassment's in different scenarios. So you've got harassment... You are sexual harassment in general, harassment in the workplace, mm-hmm. sexual harassment at home, sexual harassment in relationships. Let's talk about that. Let's start off by talking about harassment um, in relationships or just in that dynamic of um, an intimate relationship, like with, with, with another guy or with another girl. Shall we talk about high school? That's Whoa. always... <laughs> Let's go! <laughs> Let's go back there. I want to take it back to high school. Okay. I was thinking when I was making, um, like, jotting down notes for today, I was just like, shall we take it back to high school? Because obviously we're going to have, like, two diff- we're going to have different experiences yeah. about this. My experience with harassment in high school was just, it was, I feel like it was so, I think I was scarred. I literally think it was just so awful for me personally. Mm. Um... When you're in high school, you're like, girls are getting their curves, they're yeah, getting their waist. It's all happening. It's all happening. You know, you're like, started yeah. your period, um, or starting, depending on when you started your period for anybody out there, maybe got male listeners, um, period start, they can start from like the age of nine. Yeah, literally. Three yeah, you can be nine years old to like 13, 14. Yeah. It can range a lot, right? Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, like around about high, high school, you go when for for us we went into high school when we were like 13 yeah i think now it's 12 yes but it's we were 13, 12 13 i feel we were yeah, yeah yeah so it's around about that age when it's all starting to happen you know becoming a woman etc etc and then what's the same thing is happening with boys they you know all that testosterone and yep. just it's all starting to develop all develop <laughs> starting to develop they're getting you know Whatever, I can't really speak too much from their experience because I actually don't know. Um, but I think it's all happening, like you said. And, yeah, my experiences were... I don't, I don't even know how to, like, start. It's just... I just remember being in my form and just feeling so... Like, there were these group of guys in my form... And it was just, it was that very, like, kind of pack mm-hmm. mentality. Me and my boys, me and my guys. Yeah. 
and just like talking about the girls i.e me and loads of other girls our girls in our form as well oh yeah she's got a nice pair of legs she's got a nice ass um and like there were obviously some things that they used to talk about about me and parts of my body uh, and then other like other girls about other parts of their bodies and it's just like pointing them out and being like oh yeah she's got a nice pair of this nice pair of that and you would i mean i think i thought like you would think that a girl would be complimented and feel like feel complimented by hearing those remarks and stuff but it's not really it's you feel embarrassed when they first tell you that someone talks about you feel embarrassed and you feel conscious you're just like oh oh they're talking about my ass oh they're talking about my legs it makes you feel really really conscious about those parts of your body even though they're like talking about them like they're they're complimenting them i don't even know if it is a compliment because they're not saying it night like they're not saying like oh you know what i think you have a really nice pair of legs yeah. it's like derogatory yeah but yeah but it's like we're quite young to be objectified that's a young age to be like hearing that about a certain body part and it's funny like i feel like once you hear that about your a certain body part it, you then automatically feel this sense of like this needs to remain that way why do we need what <laughs> when naturally what did you just say you just hit the nail on the head oh my I'm god i'm telling you as soon as you hear that you're like okay so now i need to make sure that stays like make sure nothing changes yeah and that's such young age to be hearing that there's so much pressure already yeah oh my god i wasn't even gonna go into the details but i'll go into the de- details now like i used to get um I'm not even going to say it. I'm going to call it harassed because they used to like, the guys in, used to like come in, they used to grab my ass from behind when I was walking, walking from lesson to lesson, they'd come out and grab my ass. And I, it used to make me feel uncomfortable. As I grew up, I, I changed my mentality. I turned it into um, think, like feeling good about myself. So then that became like, for me, my thing. I was like, you know what? Everybody always compliments me about my bum and about my legs. So that's what I feel good about about myself. And then it tu- it's, it's turned into, as I've grown up, my body's changed. Yeah. I've put on weight. I've lost weight. Yeah, naturally. And now, over the last few years, I feel I'm constantly comparing my bum now mm. to what my bum was like then. Right. And the fact that, like, you, literally what you just said, is that you feel like you have to maintain that because that's mm-hmm. what people used to say that was good about you. Literally... You literally just said what I felt and I didn't even know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, totally feel you with that. Yeah, and to think now, and only to look back on hindsight and be like, but that was harassment. And we're having to reframe it so it works for us. Whoa. I'm sorry. Exactly. (laughs) This is what we do our whole lives. We reframe it so it works in our favour. Yeah. That's what you, I mean, what else can you do? Because I was just getting upset. Yeah. I was coming yeah, home and being yeah. like to my mum, like, oh, look, they're, like, doing this, doing that. And then I just turned it into, like, empowerment. Like, yeah, cool. Yeah. I've got a nice bar, own it. I've got mm. a nice legs, own it. Which is fine, but, like, obviously the the thing that happened in the first place shouldn't, shouldn't right. really be yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that was my experience in high school um, about harassment. And I'm not going to lie, it really stuck with me. But then when I went to uni, this is me just giving like a little life story now. (laughs) But yeah, when I went to uni, it was because going out, etc. 
it kind of went a bit backwards. It was like, it kind of started happening again. I remember being out in Brunel. Mm. Um, not in Brunel, but Brunel's um, just down the road. They've got, which is now Attic, which is now shut down, but it used to be Liquid. Oh yeah, I've been to Liquid and Energy. <laughs> You've been? <laughs> yeah. So that happened to me, I was in Liquid. It happened the first time. And I remember I went to the toilets and I started crying. There was this oh big God. Asian like guy, Indian guy. Um, and he with his like one or two friends and it was two of my one of my flatmates flatmates and one of my really like good friends, like my best friend. And she went to the toilet and I was like, What? They were just like trying to grind on me, one of them at the front, one of them at the back, and I was just like Yeah Yeah, being nah. serious. And it's just like it it wasn't like they were I don't I don't know how to explain it to a, like I'm not over exaggerating it, it's not an over exaggerated thing. It's, it's quite a common thing. It's like when you're just dancing on the dance floor and some guy comes in, you know, dances behind you. Um, and then he, but then he was just like, he's quite a big guy. And then suddenly, like, just out of nowhere, his friends come. And then he's in front of me to a position. I'm just like, whoa, whoa, I don't like this. Like, there's two people. There's two guys and there's one of me. And suddenly it becomes from something very innocent and just suddenly just accelerate to like, whoa. Yeah. What I didn't. This is I didn't say this. We can do this. Mm. Stop. I hope you don't mind me saying this, but that's not an over exaggeration, and I don't. I feel like we're conditioned to think that we're exaggerating. Maybe because you said it so like I don't want everyone to think I'm exaggerating, but yeah, I don't know. I get. I feel like we think we are. I feel like we all think we're exaggerating when we're just like I didn't like someone doing this thing to me, but you know it's not that bad. But I didn't like it. Well, it is shit <laughs> you can you can see literally you can see how we're conditioned to like we're this. so conditioned to be like but you know it wasn't too intense it was you know it wasn't like but no any sort of act is yeah. as soon as we're like uncomfortable it's a problem yeah it doesn't matter what it is it doesn't even have to be for too long it doesn't you know it could have lasted all of five seconds but it's an issue yeah because we've been made to feel like nervous all of a sudden in our own body yep <laughs> it's like shouldn't have to go through that not at all and from then on i became so just i wouldn't wear certain things i would yeah i used to just be i used to feel so good about my body so empowered about how i looked owning my sexuality owning my sexiness and then it just became like guys always going always going on about my legs i have to cover my legs they're always, you know, going about my, my butt or whatever. I can't wear tight things because they're going to they're gonna look at my bum. Someone might grab my bum in the club or someone might grab my bum, you know, anywhere. Um, so it would be like, it, it changed from like a cute dress to nice jeans and a top. To cover how, up a bit. Yeah, yeah, to cover up a bit. That's yeah. how my outfit's changed. And um, and then my some of my girls at uni would just be like, why don't you ever wear a dress? Like, just wear a skirt and wear a dress. Like, like how I used to. And I'll just be like... At the time, I kind of also um, grew to just... That's just how it was. It just became easy. I'm not going to lie. Like, just to wear jeans and a top. I was like, I don't have to shave. Don't have to wax. Like, yeah. yeah. It was literally... That, that also, it just became that. I was yeah. like, oh, just easy. But it did stem from that. Just not wanting um, attention. Yeah, I hated it. I hated it. Absolutely hated it. Yeah. 
And again, it gets me that it takes not having to wear something. Yeah. That actually makes me a bit sick. It's sick, yeah. It, it is sickening, but... It would, like... I. The way that a man would just sometimes look at me, or look at anyone, mm-hmm. you see someone look at... It's just, like, that prey mentality. Yeah. I'm, like, flashbacking, yeah. It does. Yeah. It's literally, like, prey. Yeah. Like, you're going to be... I, not even you're going to be mine kind of thing, but in this moment right here, I'm going to be dominant. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. When it's not... um, If it's not under consent... Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that is the issue. It happens in so many situations. Yeah. I mean, I'm here thinking, like, because you're talking about the context of a club, I'm thinking about clubbing. Yeah. It's so... In clubs, like... Yeah. It's just... You kind of can't get away from that. No, you can't. It's just... That's just, like, the nature of it. A guy just... Mm-hmm. They're just standing on the side. Just then, next like, thing you know, let me buy you a drink. Yeah. <laughs> like, did I ask? Yeah. Um, it's like, where where have you come from? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's almost like, I'm going to go to a club for this purpose. It almost feels like yeah. sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And we're just there to have a good time, like, yeah. literally. Like... Well, you know what, I'm going to throw, like, something out there. I I do think some, like, girls go to oh clubs God, to yeah. get it as well. Oh, 100%. Uh, we've all done it, we've I've all done, done it. it. Yeah. We've it's... all done it. Um, the only, I think the only problem lies where it's when someone feels entitled. Yeah. And it's not under consent. That's the only issue. But also when you start to feel uncomfortable as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you, yeah, when you, when you don't like something. When you don't like it, it's just happening. And you kind of don't know how to stop it. Because you don't want to go up to the guy and be like, stop staring at me. Yeah. Even though, ideally, that's kind of what I'd want to do. Yeah. But again, it's that whole, like, intimidation, isn't it? Yeah. One of my best friends at uni, she, well not at uni, she's still one of my best friends, but at, we were at uni, I met her at uni, um, she used to say to me, she used to, she used to say to me, she goes, I hate the way some guys look at you like you're a piece of meat. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's literally it. Yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing also, now it makes me feel differently. When she told me, I'm not going to lie, it would make me, it made me feel flattered. I felt flattered. Yeah. Do you know what, I get what you're saying because sometimes if I'm getting the looks in, I also think this is again how we've almost reframed it to work for us because um, whenever the, that stare is happening, I'll almost like, not act for it, but I'll like, I'm like, okay, if you're staring, then cool. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, mm. not, I'm not here to give you a good time, but... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make out like I've seen it, but hey, like yeah. if you're just gonna stare then. Yeah. And I think that's quite sad. Now I say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's sad. Wow! Look what we've done. Like we're almost like encouraging this behaviour because we don't know what else to do with the behaviour. No, look, look. I think it's okay to own your sexiness yeah. and to own that. I think it's no, fine I, I because mean, look, that's, it happens. That's what I'm here for, but yeah, it's yeah. like. Why are we... But, okay, let's just think about the origin of what's going on and then how we've kind of yeah. made it serve us <laughs> as opposed to not be scared of the fact yeah. that someone is just staring at us. Yeah. I think just staring at someone's a bit weird, though, isn't it? If someone's just staring at you, it's... 
at you it's 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 weird and if someone keeps staring at you especially if it's in the club or if it's even in broad daylight like on the train it's i think that's harassment that is harassment someone's staring at you that's harassment, it is harassment their, yeah their gaze is just centered on you that's yeah, yeah, really yeah. like nerve-wracking yeah yeah no that is harassment that is harassment it is definitely let's talk about your experience within how we were saying within a relationship slash intimate moment mm-hmm. if you want to share yeah i mean dating <laughs> harassment um, and dating yeah I see it's funny because I would never have seen it like that and when it first this thing happened back in 2018 I started to question myself and if I drunk too much and therefore right I know I know it but we always bring it back to ourselves and what we were doing very naturally but there was this one time where this me and this guy was dating at the time we would just we'd had quite a bit to drink um, and we were on our way home and we stopped and sat down for a bit and um, he kind of just took my hand and he was being all kind of like affectionate but then he just started to like squeeze my hand to the point where it just really hurt me um, and I had to pull away very quickly. Was he, wait can we have some, a little bit yeah. of um, context mm-hmm. or a bit of background, had you been dating him for a while? So this was the second date. Okay. Second okay. date. But we've been chatting in between the dates, so I'd kind of got to know him quite well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it wasn't even just the fact of him grabbing my hand. Like, he wanted to talk about having sex with me. And he would make out like okay. that wasn't the intention when he was sober. But get a few drinks down him. it, it was comes like, out. It comes, it came out to play. And, and And he kind of knew I wouldn't be comfortable with that. Yeah. So it was kind of like, for me, that's harassment. Okay, the hand is definitely harassment. Squeezing the hand. Yeah. But then even talking about something you know is going to make me feel really uncomfortable. Talking about how you're going to go about it with me. Oh, was he really, like, descriptive? And yeah. Stuff? And I'm here, like... It's um, unwanted. It's unwanted chat. Unwanted, unwanted behaviour. Yeah. We don't need to delve into that conversation. I haven't invited it. I did invite that conversation. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think that was one incident. And I actually thought about something with the same guy yeah um that happened and i thought about it only really a few months ago and i was like actually this is harassment what so again a a drink situation wait sorry you said the same guy same guy guy. and this is now fourth date right right um it's a it's a pattern it's a pattern it's happy yeah yeah it's a pattern and okay he uh he oh my god you're scaring me now well, we were both drinking quite a bit. We were both kind of like kissing and stuff. Yeah. But not more than that. Yeah. We're in a public space. And also, that was, it wasn't going to go that way. Mm. But anyway, he, um, he put his hand on my vagina. Over my jeans, obviously. Yeah. But I feel like it, he knew I was under the influence of alcohol. Mm. And I feel like that is ver- a time when guys feel like they can get away with shit. Yeah. Yep. And only when I think about it now, I'm like, oh my God, that actually happened. Like, I only look back on it in, on hindsight and be like, he would never have done that sober. Because I wouldn't have... It wouldn't have happened. <laughs> okay, because he knows your boundaries. Yes. And then drink, drink, drink. And, you know, I didn't invite that. Yeah. We were just kissing. I didn't invite that. 
How did it make you feel, like, in the moment, what happens when he, when he did that? Did you speak up and say anything? I didn't. And I guess I didn't even kind of properly connect with what was going on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, when I thought back about it and I think back about it now, it makes me so uncomfortable to think that happened. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it goes into this kind of, oh, I shouldn't be drinking so much with a man around. And it kind of goes back to this whole thing of, like, what shall I do to ensure that a man doesn't act in a certain way? And this is the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Because in actuality, it's not... Um, it's not your behaviour that needs to change because it's them. See, this is what... This is just really annoying me now. <laughs> because it's about... For example, that's obviously that is a situation that happened, and then if you compare it to something, um, you know, it which really could have been that situation just escalated if it had just escalated or carried on. Yeah. We talk when we talk about rape. Mm-hmm. So, talking about rape, um, when people say she shouldn't have been there at that time. It was too late for her. It was really dark. She was at the wrong place at the wrong time. She was drunk. She shouldn't have been that drunk. She shouldn't have drank so much. She can't handle it. Yeah. Um, she shouldn't have been wearing that. Mm-hmm. It's inviting this behavior. Yeah. That is the scapegoat. That's like what the perpetrator will use to be yeah. to excuse the, the behavior 100%. and the offense. But actually, at the end of the day, the decision to rape someone is made by the rapist. Yes. It's not made by the victim. No. If the rapist is the, the one who's raping, how can, it, how can you say, oh, she was, only, she was drunk, or how can it be her fault? How can it be because of something she did? Yep. If he is the one who's making the choice to rape someone. Yes. And all our lives we've heard that it's our fault. Yeah. What we were wearing. The time you were out. To the point where we try and do our very best to do the very opposite. And that's what gets me. Because and you can't win either way. Well, you can't because you do try and do the very opposite and it will still happen. Yeah. So then what? Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about Sarah Everard. Mm-hmm. Um, which is basically... I mean, well, did she get raped? I don't know. Probably. She got kidnapped. She got kidnapped and then they And then she got murdered. Bo- yeah. yeah. And her body was just found in Kent. Yeah, so she <laughs> was walking back from her friend's house about 9pm, which fun- which we all do. I don't think that's late at all. Yeah, it's not. We do it. I walked back from the station. Yeah. Back home late- later than 9 Same. o'clock. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's walking home from her friend's house after dinner and then she gets kidnapped and then murdered by a Met Office yep. police officer, mm-hmm. which is, it's just the icing on the cake. Yes. Um, and then we also <coughs> see her speaking on the telephone for about 15 minutes to, I think it was her boyfriend, just as so she's on the phone and these are things that we all do. And it's just this thing where you can do everything that you try and do like, you know, leave at a good time. Because nine o'clock is not actually that late. No, but, you know, it's even the fact we're like, okay, but nine o'clock... Like, the fact we're even thinking in our heads, nine o'clock's not late. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing should have happened. I know. Right? 
like it's such deep conditioning it's yeah such deep conditioning it's like no yeah you know and even from our parents well my parents my mum in specific it was like you know if it gets to like 10pm get a cab from wherever you are um I always was like no I'm not gonna do that but yeah same I, same 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 I just always was like no, I'm, no I'll just be on the main road I'll be fine yeah but actually in a way Again, it's coming from that protective stance, of course. It's your mum, it's your dad. Mm. Um, but I've had men, like, slow down. I've had, I had an incident where a man slowed down the car and started, like, talking. I had to quickly pull out my phone and just get on the foot, like, get on, talk to a friend and yeah. be like, can you read? I just look busy because there's this man and he's slowing down and I'm really scared. Oh, like, my God. And I'm on a main road. Yeah. Yes, it was later than 9pm. Do you know honest. what he was saying? No, do you know what? I just can't even remember. Because I got so, f- like, oh my gosh, I need to do something. I Shit. need to pull out my phone. I need to quickly get on the phone. I got, like, I became fearful. Yeah. That he was suddenly going to pull me into the car or something. Like, yeah. to slow down like that, it was just scary. Like, what, why? <laughs> you sl- I'm walking the opposite oh way to God, the I way you're... shut myself. It was so scary. Yeah. Um, it was later than 9pm. Yeah. Much later than 9pm. But... <laughs> That's, well, we're trying to say, like, that's not an excuse. It really Um, should be an excuse. But if you just think about it, how is it our, how is it our fault, though? Because, like, a woman's fault, if you're out at night, if you're out later than nine, like, ten, eleven, twelve, surely the problem is, why do those men come out at that time? But even if they do, just like we're out, right? Even if they are out, why do they feel the need to suddenly try and intimidate you. Yeah. Dominate a situation which doesn't need to be... That situation didn't need to happen. No. They could have just stayed in there, like, drove drove past me, gone, done, bye. In like, society, the way that they've... Yes. What they're conditioned to see, believe, you could do what you want, women are yes. your toys, they, they're objectified, sexualized. It's dominance, pure, like, power play, dominance. Yeah. Um, it's what men think they can do. Doesn't matter what time of the day it is. That can happen at 3pm in the afternoon. It just becomes scarier for a woman when it's dark. Yeah. And they know that. Yeah. They know. And there's less people out and about. Less people are going to see it. I was out once in um, Westminster. Broad daylight. This must have been like 1pm or something. This guy, I could just see... I was looking at the Abbey and then I could just see this guy, like, older man... Just like taking pictures, and I was like, "Oh, maybe he's taking a picture of the the building behind me." And I just kind of moved, and his camera—he's taking pictures of me, basically. What? Yeah. Oh my goodness. I was just like, I start across the road. Mm-hmm. I started walking down, um, towards. I don't know if you carry on walking down and down and down, you get to like a bridge. Maybe I'll just walk for that long. I don't know, but you just keep walking. And then he was like, he just followed me basically. And he just walked right behind me on the opposite side of the road. And then he crossed over. And I had to just call my friend at the time. And I was just like, look, I feel that this guy's following me and taking photos of me. Like, it's just really weird older man by himself. Just like really randomly just in Westminster taking photos. And I was just like, wow, it really doesn't matter what you're doing or what time of day it is. 
I had to I, at the end I got onto a bus to just get the hell out of there and I got the bus and I was like yeah he's not oh gonna get on that bus gosh, I can't <laughs> believe it yeah the things we have yeah. to do yeah it definitely daylight it can happen it's I've had it happen in daylight and I a man just following me in his car you can just keep going on and on about these experiences broad daylight I had to quickly go to the petrol station and pretend like that's where I was going and then I had to call my mummy to come and get me he came into the petrol station no <laughs> But obviously I went in and I don't remember seeing him after that because, yeah. What do they think is going to happen? I have no idea. It was so scary. Broad daylight. And busy. It was like 6pm rush hour. Summer. A summer's day. <laughs> we could go on and on. No, but look what, what extent we have to go to because of the fear felt. Like, I'm so scared. I swear to God. The fear. We, fear, we literally, there's so much fear in us as soon as something like that happens. Yeah, is, and then let, let's not even talk about the hashtag not all men. Oh, oh my, my goodness! <laughs> okay, look, this is what I saw the other day. Not all men, but every woman. Yeah, please, thank you. That's a. Ha- I'm sorry. That is. That's it. Yes, yeah. not all men, mm. but all women experience this. Yeah, hundred percent. It's not all men, and there are so many men who are are our allies, and I am so grateful to them because yeah. they want to hear us. They want to understand. They want to see if they play a part. They want to talk to their friends about what's going on. And that's like, that's so nice to see. Yeah. So it definitely isn't all men. And I'm, I'm not here trying to shame every man. No, 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 not at all. Because, yeah, like you say, it's, it isn't, it is not all men. Um, it isn't all men. But what gets me is when there's guy out, guys out there who say not all men. Because we, it's like, we know it's not all men, but why are you getting triggered by the whole thing? Yes. So why is it triggering you? Is it because you're that person? Like, why does it annoy you that women are speaking up about harassment or not feeling safe or saying like, oh, men need to change. And you know, the man needs to take responsibility. It's the man's fault, not the woman's fault. Like, why does this trigger you? Why does it, why do you have to be like not all men? This is it. I think if you aren't triggered by it, like, you know you haven't done anything to play a part, you wouldn't have to say not all men. Exactly. There would be no need yeah. to say not all men. Yeah. It's like when it was, like, um, when Black Lives Matter was yes. going, ha- when the whole movement, mm-hmm. not when the whole movement happened, but when there was that uproar um, with George Floyd, it's like oh, but it's not just black lives, it's not just black people. Yes. Or it's not all white people. But it's just like, why would you... You don't understand where it's coming from then if you're saying like, oh, it's not just black 100%. people. You just You just don't... You don't get it. Why do we need to bring other like ourselves into the mix? Yeah. When we're talking about something specific. Yeah. It's like the need is... The need is there. The need is, is for with the black community and the need is with with women so if that's the people who need the help you can't say you can't say like oh but oh but what about me yeah <laughs> you can't be like oh but what? no what about me this is what people like just don't yeah. understand and it makes my blood boil uh, and I heard somebody say on Instagram, why do you have to categorise us and be like, you know, stay away from all men, be scared of every man that walks past you on the street? And then it's just like, yeah, but when 
a women a woman walks into a room full of men one woman full of men first of all you don't have time to think about which man is gonna prey on me and which man isn't which man's gonna attack me and which man is not going to oh let me just go and figure that out first before i try and you know save myself (laughs) and protect myself from all of you because you all might be the attacker um but in in comparison when a man walks into a room full of women what's their reaction oh they love it they love it there's excitement it's there's no fear it's like a it's like a boy in a candy shop that is (laughs) <laughs> exactly you said it <laughs> it doesn't feel like that when we walk into a room full of men no it feels scary and you suddenly fi- it's oh my gosh yeah it's so true you suddenly feel like you just need to get to a certain spot in the room so you're not there's no attention drawn to you wow <laughs> yep and when women go out mm-hmm. they're they're scared of men yeah when men go out are they scared of other women? No, they're excited by women. Yeah, but who are they scared of? They're scared of other men. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's so true. I heard that on Instagram too. <laughs> oh my goodness. When guys go out there, who 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 they fear gonna who's gonna attack them? Another man. It's another man. Oh wow. It's all men. <laughs> it's all men. No, we're joking. It's not all men. <laughs> you know. Whoa! I didn't even think about it. Like that. I just want to go over the definitions that I found okay. on Google yeah. about what is harassment. So these are five signs that someone is sexually harassing you. Um, actually, first, let's talk about... Let's, I'm going to go into the Google thing. So, so when, if you type in what is sexual harassment mm. on Google, the thing that comes up is... Sexual harassment is a form of unlawful discrimination under the Equality Act 2010. The law says it's sexual harassment if behaviour is either meant to or has the effect of violating your dignity or creating an intimidating, hostile, degrading, humiliating or offensive environment. Mm, I actually have been now. I thought about it. Oh my god! Yeah. See, it's I feel like it's more common than it you happens. think. Yeah, and then breaking it down a bit, I found this link: five signs that someone is sexually harassing you. Um, you observe sexist behavior. Yeah. Oh, I mean, come on, that's on the daily. Okay? <laughs> oh god! You, you know, even the fact we laugh about it just shows how much it happens. I know. It's been a bit deep, this whole podcast. But yeah, you've got to laugh by now. Someone continually flirts with you. Oh, even when it's unwanted. Yeah. Interesting one. When flirting is... um, You like flirting, it's it's like harmless, playful. But then if someone's continually flirting with you, that's harassment. Um, Someone bullies you um, using seniority or position. Mm -hmm. A boss or someone just older, maybe. Yeah. They behave inappropriately towards you online. Yeah. Yeah. They share personal information you don't want or need to know. Sexual harassment at work, I think, is one of the... Well, work or home, they both got to be... is deep because you spend a lot of time at both places. Yeah, you, you spend a lot of time at home, but you spend probably even more time at work. And yes. Every day... Um, and the thing about when you're getting sexually harassed at work is that 
it's difficult to escape because it's your job. Mm-hmm. It's your livelihood. It's your living. You're making a living. So it's not just it's as easy as to be like, oh, yeah, let me just leave. Let me just quit my job. It's not even an option. No. It's, it's a process if you want to do something like that. Um, I don't know if you've personally experienced harassment or sexual harassment in a workplace, but I have. I was uh, doing my sandwich year at uni. It was my third year. And I did work experience or work placement for a year. And I, at the time, I must have been like 21 or something. And I was getting harassed by this man who was then in his 50s. Mm. What? It was gross. It was gross because <clears throat> I actually felt preyed on because he was so much older. And it was just disgusting. I remember, like, he would just stare at my bum. He would he would flirt with me. But it got to a point where it became continuous and not funny anymore and not flirty anymore. Mm. It, he was being flirty, but it just wasn't fun anymore. It wasn't playful. It was just unwanted, unwanted flirtiness. You know when someone's just flirting with you and you're just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I'm done. I'm over this. Like, why are you trying to... Why are you flirting with me? Stop flirting with me. It's uncalled for now. It's unwanted now. Mm. And he would just say things. And I spoke like, this is just the most cringest thing ever. But I literally remember I was listening to this song on my, um, like in my earphones. Like that song was on, you know, How Deep Is Your Love by, mm. um, who sings that? Calvin Harris? Yeah. And that, is it Gigi is, is in the, in the video? Of that music oh, video, okay. I think, mm-hmm. and and I was just singing it. I was just like, I was singing like, "How deep is your love?" And he just looked at me and went, he made this face, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, like, oh, ooh, like, and I'll, yeah, exactly." <laughs> and I was just like, "What's wrong with you? We're in a work. We're at work." And he would just say things. Like, it was really open and he would say things. And I remember it was just extremely unprofessional. At the time, I remember thinking how unprofessional it was. It is hugely. Yeah. And we just get this lift, this small lift to go up. And I remember, like, a few times just getting the lift with him. And he'd just make faces or check me out and just be all, like, just really inappropriate. And it was all very unwanted. And I was just thinking, like, if that, if that was, if that was like an older woman doing that to like a younger boy, you would think she's just disgusting. You'd be like, that's just vile. Like, what's wrong with you? You something wrong with you in your head? Like, what, do you not have anything better to do? Do you not have men your own age yeah. to to love or to? What's wrong with you? But nothing ever happened. Like, no one ever called it out. Like nothing. Who was just fine to carry on the way he he was and just be and think it's all okay and think it's all acceptable did you want to report it or no i didn't i can't remember if i reported it or not i was so eager to leave at one point towards the end yeah um i did tell my mum about it i think i told my dad as well but it was like it's such a small firm where they don't even have like a hr department where I could go and tell somebody. It would just be like, I would have to tell the manager or my line line manager and he would just pull him to the side and say something. But it was like, if 
for me, I felt like if I said something, it would become more awkward because the environment is so small. There was literally not many of us. There must have been like, I don't know, like seven of us, eight of us or something. And when you're in such a small environment, it's just like, you just don't want it to be awkward. You just think like, oh yeah, whatever. If I just like, it'll, it'll stop or whatever. It was really weird. Oh my gosh. And oh, it just gets to me so much hearing these stories because it's yeah. like, you feel helpless. Yeah. Especially in a workplace where, you know, that's your job, as you were saying. That's yeah. not something you can just up and leave and be done and, like, you know, ne- tomorrow yeah. you've got a new somewhere else to go. Yeah. Like, it's a process. Yeah. Um, and yet, there's so, you're just going to work every day feeling uncomfortable. Like, what kind of life is that? Yeah. Now I look at it, I feel like I've got so many sexual harassment... Um, <laughs> There's so many! ...experiences, and no wonder it triggers me so much. Like, when this whole Sarah Everard thing happened, I remember feeling so down about it. Yeah, me too. And I was just like, why is this even affecting me? And then it just got to me, like, why is it that you're born a woman and you just have to be subject to all of these things? It's just like... It just really, really triggers me deep down. I really hate it. Um, but yeah, have you ever experienced sexual harassment in the workplace? Um, just Again, it was this... It was one guy... We were actually talking. We got quite friendly. But not... You know, I wasn't suddenly dating him or anything like that. It was just... We were just a bit friendly, a bit flirty. But through that flirting, I think I remember one time... He kind of was messaging me. And he started talking about his penis... What a work a guy from work. Yeah. Yeah. What? And I, I like within context. I can't remember it fully because this was like back in. This was a, quite a while ago now. Um, but I just remember him talking about it. Oh, ex- describing it. <laughs> I mean, like, why am I? Why have I got a message about your penis? Like, we were flirty, but we weren't getting deep into like sexting. Yeah. Or anything like that. It was just flirtatious, like, banter. Mm. And then I thought, okay, maybe I should see it as that. But now that I... Right, I know. I know. Yeah. But now that I think So that was me rolling my eyes because I was like, it always gets back to that. Where we it's just always going like, back to that. Like, oh, yeah. I'll just see it as a comment. Some, yeah. You know, it's fine. But now I think back, I'm like, what made you think we could go that far? Yeah. Because I, I do remember feeling a bit uncomfortable about the comment. This is the thing, so the guy will say that, oh, the flirting is a gateway. They think, oh, because yeah. you were flirting with me, uh, that's why it's okay, yeah. that's why it was okay for me to send a send a dick pic. Yeah, but I feel like, like lines are drawn to, like, if you say yes, if I said to him, yeah, let's send me something or yeah. let's talk about it, then cool. Because yeah. yeah. I've actually given you consent. Yeah. And then we're maybe entering that kind of like sexting vibe. Yeah. There was none of that. Like, I don't remember any of that. We didn't go that far. Bloody hell. We didn't go that far. I think it's almost like also when guys know you might actually fancy them. Yeah. They, it's such an ego trap. Yeah. And they, they like to take, like sometimes I think it's just like, let me just take things as far as I feel like it could go. But there's been no communication as to whether it could go that way. When the man feels like is acceptable or it was called or it was called for because of something that we had done, like 
oh, that dick pic, like you were saying, that I, I, he felt like it was okay to send that dick pic because you were flirting with him. Mm-hmm. Or, or you shouldn't have been wearing a top with your boobs out. That's why I was looking at them, because they were out. Mm-hmm. I touched your ass because your skirt was riding up your ass. How yeah. do we feel about that? Because that... That is... I feel like that's actually quite a difficult topic to talk about, personally. Do you know what? It's because I feel like there's a sense of entitlement that men just have. Um, we do these things and wear what we want because we like that. We're not doing it for anyone else. Right. Um, we, we like to look a certain way. We feel confident. We feel good, empowered. And suddenly, we're being told it's because of that that that's why we got harassed. And I think that just really comes from just the patriarchal construct, to be honest. I've had this conversation with my boyfriend so mm. many times. And we will just kind of... We actually have quite different views about things. And I'm such a strong feminist. And it's to him sometimes I come across as anti-men. Right. And so he will always play devil's advocate when I'm having any kind of conversation with him about this. So we were just talking about this um, concept of, you know, a guy coming onto a girl because she's, well, because of what she's wearing. Mm. Like, because she's got her boobs out, for example. And, you know, he'll say to me, I'm not saying, like, this is what he believes or whatever. He will play the devil's advocate. He will he will challenge me because I'm just so strong in my beliefs. And he will just challenge me just to challenge me about these things. And so uh, we would be talking and then he would say something like, oh, but if you're wearing... Uh, if a woman is wearing something which is revealing, it's going to draw attention to that part of her body. And so how can she be, how can she be surprised if a man looks at her then? Well, how can she be surprised if a man looks at her boobs if her boobs are out? Right. And then obviously then that turning into, uh, yeah, how can she complain? about someone staring at her or getting this attention from men. Right. If she's showing her body. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the thing is, is that, like, if a man notices something, he doesn't need to keep staring at something. You've noticed it. Okay, move on. All right? All women have boobs. <laughs> like, okay, fine. You may have noticed. But don't draw attention to the fact you have. That's, that's the next layer. Yeah. Um, and that's what I feel like men think that it's okay to do that. To keep staring. To keep the gaze longer than two seconds. Like, okay, cool, done. Move on. <laughs> and <clears throat> I, I, my take on that is because women are sexualized. I mean, yeah. What if you saw, like, I don't know, if you were like still living in like tribal mm-hmm. times or I just obviously just... Uh, I apologise for my politically incorrect, like, I don't know how to to say it, but, like, back in the day, just, like, before we were all civilised and everything, women walk around, and I think there are places still like that, where women walk, like, they're just topless. Yes. And men and women both just have their, you know, bottom half covered. And men aren't 
walking around staring at women's tits all the time and just getting sexually aroused all the time. Here, men will look at you and look at your boobs and stare because a woman's body parts and her boobs especially are very sexualized nowadays. And that is one, you know, where I can say, okay, that is not the man's fault. It's not your fault that you have grown up in a society where women's bodies have been sexualized and you've grown up to, you know, think it's okay to stare. You know, her body is there to look at, to look good and to please you. But there comes a time where you have to not there comes a time you always have to though take responsibility of your actions you are still responsible for yourself and your actions and what you do and there needs to come a time then where you need you can't blame the you know can't blame our society and you can't blame social media or the media in general um and you need to take responsibility for your actions you need to become aware of what you're doing if you are staring, become aware that you're staring. And actually yeah. seek to understand why you're doing that. Because why should we have to stop wearing what we want to wear? Yeah. It's our bodies. And we are entitled to wear what clothes we feel good in. And even if you are doing it to look good to another guy. Yeah. That still, by the way, doesn't mean that they can still touch you. Oh, yeah. Or look at you for yeah. however long they want. It's not. It still doesn't give you the entitlement or the pass to do what you want. Agreed. It's a fine line. I think it's it's a fine line. You just um, think, like you said, there needs to be awareness, and you can't just not take responsibility for your actions. Yeah, you. I mean, to just put all the blame on the woman, but she's wearing that. Yeah. You know, it's... Or whatever it might be. She was out that late. She was doing this. She was doing that. All back on the she. Like, this is where the problem is. There's literally no accountability for yourself. None. Yeah. God, it it annoys me so much. Yes, it's a piss take. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get real. And, like, I just cannot wait. If I ever have, like, you know, touch wood. If I ever had children. And... If I ever have a daughter, I would just bring her... I would just hope to bring her up in a way that, you know... I mean, of course I want to protect her, but I would take that different stance of where I would give her the tools to try and change the world and try and change the way women are viewed in the world and not succumb to the way society is. And if I ever had a son, then, oh my God... It's about teaching your sons uh-huh. how to grow up and how to be, how to treat women, how to treat men, you know, how to be having, your, you know, your place in society. Yeah. Um, to also just be um, understanding of the patriarchal society you have been born into. Of course. And therefore your privilege in it as a man. Like, just, I think to teach our sons that, if we have sons, like... Just for them to understand that this is my privilege and I can be an ally to women who exactly. don't, who just <clears throat> don't actually benefit from this. 
whatsoever. It's now up to them to turn around and fight for women's rights. Yes. Because they're the only ones... I guess at a certain point when it's them, because they have that advantage, yeah. they're the ones who are going to make that pivotal change. 100%. We're not going to stop fighting, but there's only so much we can do without them. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's true. Men, please. <laughs> please. <laughs> if, if, if there's anybody listening to this podcast... Just like share it with all your, share it with all the men that you know, mm-hmm. your your friends, your parents, your kids if you have any kids. It's just seeking to understand like where we're coming from. That's it. That's what we want. We just want a space where we can talk about this with men and not feel judged, not feel like it's going to be turned back on us, and then we're going to see as the ones to blame yet again. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how we sometimes act. We act like that anyway. We're too apologetic. And it's just kind of getting to this point where we no longer are because what are we apologising for? For being a woman. (laughs) Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. As a way of trying to get more in touch with my sensuality and becoming more body confident... I've signed up to your monthly sessions, the soul exploration sessions yes. that happen every Saturday. Mm-hmm. I am loving them, by the way. They're really great. Love what you're doing. And they have such a big impact on me. And I assume everybody else as well. And uh, They're really great. Um, so, yeah, do you want to talk? Maybe just yeah. let us know like what it is you're doing, where <laughs> people can go to. Yeah. If they want to find out how yeah. to sign up. So, you can come over to my Instagram. Rax underscore search dev um, and um, you can get in contact with me and um, I've got a link in my bio yeah. and we can get in contact and you can come to a free session and it is really just about it's a woman's circle essentially yeah. and it's a space for us to grab like connect to our bodies through different practices but also understand as women that we're all going through the same thing I think the discussion parts are the really juicy parts right like they're just we all realise we're going through similar shit and that we're not alone in it because I think sometimes we can feel really alone. Yeah. Um, so that's what these sessions essentially are. They're just the chance for us to connect with ourselves, but also other women, um, and enjoy like enjoy our bodies without judgment through movement, um, but also carve out time for ourselves because I think that's something we also don't do. Hundred percent. They are really great. I can say firsthand from experience because I've been. I was going to the there's the free sessions yeah. and then I thought you know what let me jump on the monthly subscription and it's so worth it because obviously they're happening every Saturday mm-hmm. and like you say it's about carving time out for yourself and yeah you do a few different it's not just movement it's a few a few other things as well like I said the discussion um which is really really great a real great sense of community so I would highly recommend to anyone um and I'm not gonna lie to you they're not even that expensive <laughs> the monthly subscription is really super affordable um so yeah definitely go check out your Instagram page and hopefully we can do this again soon because this was so great yeah I'm I want to be back so I'll just invite myself but <laughs> I'll be back I will be back <laughs> I'll take you back to go on the show anytime that was really great thank you for coming on that was so that was much amazing. fun amazing thank you for having me no worries girl that was so great who I had to be? Who got a lot of D? Who popping like a P when he be hopping out the V? And who gon' tell him that my bitch is getting her degree? And when we say it's hot girl summer, we ain't talking about degrees. Who gon' follow me? Like-